The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Howard streaks in. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, Josh Rodriguez, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Talking Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Today we talk to Cowboys Nation. Give us a call, 888-855-2297, or hit us up on the Cowboys podcast text line 817-290-3298 it has been too long since we've been able to talk to cowboys nation these short weeks have really hindered our ability to do so so today we are going to take plenty of phone calls we're going to answer so many text messages and we're going to do it here over the next 45 minutes we've got nick harris john machota chris beam in the back i'm kyle yeomans and we also have pac-12 champion yeah, Isaiah Stanback, his Washington Huskies. This is a part of the journey, Kyle. Yeah. Hey, you b- helped build that program to a college football playoff nah. berth. I mean, I was I was just a little speck in, uh, amongst the whole picture. <laughs> You're so know? humble. I mean, those guys, I mean, all these programs having, especially like guys like Derek Eagleton and Brittany, I mean, mm-hmm. You know, their programs have watch parties. Yeah. You know, watch parties to see if we're going to. Oh, that's right. You're a Texas guy, too. Um, did we get in? Did we get in? You know you know what we had, Kyle? What you have? Our coach showed up to the office. Mm, getting back to work. <laughs> just back to work. Yep. We just need to find out who our next opponent was. <clears throat> that's all he cared about. He didn't care about it. Nobody else was in the building, Kyle. <laughs> He's going to be right back in the office on January 2nd, too. Getting mm. ready for 2025. Getting ready for the Ooh. good old national championship. You're right, Ooh. baby. <laughs> You're right. Getting ready for the national championship game. Yeah. That's going to be a fun game. Absolutely. Texas, Washington. I'm sure there are again, plenty of Texas Longhorn fans that again, listen to this show. Because we did it last year. Yeah. I was there for that. Yeah. Was now the mobile. Yeah. What was the result? Uh, Washington won. Hmm, more or less. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We, same, we got, majority of our players are back. I was about to say, Texas sat some guys in that game, and they're not sitting anybody in the college football. Majority playoff. of our guys are back. I know they and are. And better. Trust me, I, I, if I had Texas to pick Bijan, that's big, and that's like it. And De, they replaced Marvin and Overshot, another twelve hundred yard rusher who tore his ACL, and then replaced him with another guy that's averaging hundred yards. How but many, what do I know? You how know? many guys are you guys sending to the Heisman finalists? Uh, how many are you, how many are going to win? Mm. Oh, <laughs> goodness, guys, we're already starting this. We got a month of this. We're already a starting whole month. this. We got a whole I month. Love it. I love it. And then we've got John <laughs> over here across the table that's from Detroit, but you hate Michigan, right? Yeah. Yeah, very much so. So, How does that work? Unfortunately, at Florida State guy as well. You see see Seattle? I didn't even think about that. Dang, you see it? I'm Seattle all through, through and through. I am for the pro teams, but I didn't. I mean, you went to Washington. I didn't go to Michigan. Why do I have the roof? Yeah, you don't have to do anything. You're a grown man. Are you? Did you handle handle the the Florida State news well, or are you upset about the whole? No, I don't think anybody that who would. Yeah, honestly, like if you handled that well, if that was your team. Yeah. You know, if it was a one loss, you know, we've all done dealt with that stuff. Where like it's Georgia like, hey, right it's now. up to everybody. You got a one everyone's got one loss. But when you're an undefeated power five conference champ and your non conference includes Florida and LSU, like it's your fault that they sucked. 
Is it your fault that Florida and LSU weren't as good as they normally are? Like, you, you can only schedule the games, you know? So, yeah. That, yeah, that's – if they – honestly, like, I even would have been fine with it if their non-conference was, you know, some teams will just, like – their three non-conference are just like, come on, guys, what are we even doing here, you know? Yeah. But when it's Florida and LSU, you're just kind of like, uh, this is what the games that we're going to play. I, didn't, I think the whole, like, quarterback being out is kind of a cop-out thing. You think so? Yeah, I think it's, yeah. like, an excuse. It's for, a way to get out yeah, of Alabama an excuse for get the SEC, get SEC in. in yeah. And that's so, such yeah. a weak yeah. excuse. It's such so a So what are you guys' excuse. thoughts? You, what do you guys think should have happened? I think Florida State should have been four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't even think it's up for debate. Who do you think should have been three? Texas. Yeah, Texas. I think they get the top. Not three. Georgia? No. You should go from one to eight? Well, they went to seven. They, they went seven. to seven. Six. Okay. Six, yeah. six, six, six. Six, six. I just think that there's two different arguments. If you're trying to put the, the most deserving teams in, then I think Florida State's in. If you're trying to put the best teams in, they didn't get that right either because George is one of the best four teams. Mm-hmm. There's no debating that. So I let's agree. not come with this clown committee stuff about how, oh, Georgia – uh, Georgia's now still one behind Florida State. Yeah, they're a fourteen point dog in that game. You're not. You don't really think that yeah. Georgia <laughs> is is below Florida State. So sure. just do it real then. If if you're really mm-hmm. hey, you want to start it this year and do the best teams, then do the best teams. Who don't do you, lie to us. Who do you believe should have been the best four teams in there? The best four teams. You're not going to want to hear. Well, <laughs> go ahead. Liberty. <laughs> no, it's tough. It's tough. I, I I definitely think the best the best team is is Georgia. I think Alabama second. It's close with me between. Michigan, Washington, and Texas. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't. I don't think Florida State is one of. The, I'm not naive to this. Sure. You know? um, I, I honestly, I would have no other problem. But then, even if you do that, then you're going to have Washington, or you're going to have Texas, whoever complaining about them being left out. So, who had the most ranked wins? Yeah, I mean, they're undefeated, so I would think Washington deserves to be in. Washington and Michigan are locks, and then it, like but I can said, just. I'm, I, I'm just telling you this. Nobody, you're going to be so unbearable for the next month. Oh, nobody would be. Terrible. Like you see that reaction of the Michigan. Like I was just telling him. Like you see that re- reaction of the Michigan players when they saw yeah, they got buddy. Alabama instead. I'm telling you, that's how all those teams would have been if they got Georgia instead of whatever team that they got. They'd be like, oh, I thought they were out. So. Just don't lie to me and, and make this phony thing of how, no, we're putting the best. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're trying to find in, let's be kind of like we're doing the right thing. Yeah. But make sure you get an SEC team in. Make yep. sure we get an SEC I don't SEC know how team. you drop from one to six or seven or whatever the heck it yeah. is. That's just insane. Especially if the the president that's being set by putting Alabama in has Georgia also should be in. Because yeah, they're just the best team that's, that's available. They're one of yeah. the four best teams. I think the committee got it right in terms of the four and the way that the scenario played out. It's a crazy scenario. Absolutely wild scenario. I would have done the exact same thing, but I get your reasoning on Florida State deserved to be in, no doubt about it, but they're just in a peculiar peculiar situation with the quarterback situation, the way that they played down the stretch, and the mm-hmm. way that teams or the way that the committee saw how they played. In those games, but see, that's the even thing. I don't even know if the committee has saw it that way. Really? I, I think it's a, think it's, it's just, very hard ESPN driven. I mean, when you watch the games, the like, like did you would you guys out. sit there and watch like a Florida State Louisville ACC championship game? Of course not. Most people didn't. That's fine. But if you watch that game, the entire time, that's all they're talking about. Like it's just so driven on how yeah. it, they're not going to be. Able, it was like the game didn't even mean anything. The way that like the ESPN was, was like talking spinning. about it. and ESPN and and and, and the. SEC. I mean, they're obviously big brands, man. Sure. They're they're in it together. It's about making money. Has, so. has anybody checked on No C Walker? Oh, no, yeah. Sure yeah, he's not in this conversation. Me. That's for sure. They're back to back. He's at six. He's Poor guy. Very angry. I could imagine. Yeah. Neither one of my top college football teams, North Texas school I went to, Baylor, the school that I grew up around, 
Uh, neither one of them may even made a bowl game. So you guys be happy that you had good seasons. <laughs> okay. Everybody has a down year. <laughs> you had my, my university hey, had plenty. Have, yeah, that's how it goes. All right, let's talk Cowboys. We, <clears throat> sorry we took so long on I'm college sorry. football, but yeah. we are all big college you football fans. Oh, oh, I'm not even touch oh this. you dove. Actually, this is fire. I'm trying to take it. I'm going to take Bow down. News and notes from the Cowboys over the weekend. Of course, they got the big win. Got the big win on Thursday night football. How have things kind of gone since then? Well, uh, talking about news and notes, is that, is that what mm, we're yes. kind of jumping into here? Uh, well, we can start with Shaq Leonard signing with Philadelphia yesterday. Uh, mm. It was kind of starting to trend that way, and, and we were talking to some people yesterday, and it was it was, um, mm. it was was uh, kind of funny, the people that were like, yeah, it, it's it's trending towards Philadelphia, and then almost immediately it was it, he, he signed with Philly. With those people, did you get the sense that it was <sighs> – it's gonna be tough to overcome this, man. I don't know yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely I, I not. I, um, I know there were some health concerns in the building, but they would have been completely okay bringing him in and, and having that opportunity to, you know, fit him in with this defense and have a run stopper like this. They were very excited about that possibility. But it's, I mean, as we talked about, as soon as the possibility opened, it's not going to be the end of the world if they don't get him. Does it hurt that he goes to Philly of all places? Maybe yeah, behind that defensive line, yes, it hurts. That's tough. Yeah, yes. you know, Let's but be realistic. Um, how much of a run stopper can he really be? Um, this season and especially is he going to be ready this week I don't feel like that's realistic right now um, but I, I, I we'll see we'll see and if he is active on Sunday night then I'm sure everyone's going to be looking out for whatever number he's wearing <laughs> I'm fascinated to see how he plays but then also the uh, when the eventually the contract numbers will come out I just found it interesting today this morning on the radio on 105.3 The Fan when Jerry was asked about it, he said that when they met that they didn't even there was never any money even mentioned they didn't even yeah. talk get to money it was more about hey this is what we want this is how you can help us we think you'll be a good fit in this way uh had lunch and, and that was more of and then obviously they looked into the health side of it as well but I found it interesting that he said that they didn't even get yeah. into the financial side so I'm interested to see when those numbers eventually do come out maybe there's a lot of incentives in the contract but um, to your point, I remember you talking about like potentially like more than one year. I found it interesting that it was only a one year deal. And the other interesting part about it too is that like the Eagles website like put that out immediately. Yeah. Like, you know, there was like some reports that came out and then boom, they were like, We have signed, you know, Shaq Leonard one year deal or whatever. So obviously they didn't include the numbers, but I want to see what those are. I am I'm, I'm very interested in that. Especially with it being a one-year deal, that was the conversation that we had. Yeah. Was does he want to test free agency and does he want a two-year deal? I know you thought a two-year deal would have done him well. I think yeah, I think a two-year deal would have, <clears throat> would have done him well. But I mean, I understand signing a one-year with Philly. I, I, I really do. I mean, I know Cowboys fans don't want to hear that, but that's the reality. If you're a linebacker, you're going to go where you're going to have the most freedom to roam without getting blocked. And the defensive line that, that they have in Philadelphia allows for him to do that. He can roam free without any offensive lineman being able to get up to him. And that, it just makes total sense. It makes total sense. That's why I said when he, if he leaves this building without a contract, he's not coming back. Yeah. Knew, I just knew that. Knew it. Well, that was the plan all along. He was always going to I had a plan to go see leave. five schools. After my third school, I, I canceled the rest of them. It was very you went, recruiting. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, it was very recruiting. Yeah, you, once you know, you know. <clears throat> so, But you don't – okay, so you – you don't think that a player could potentially be like, I want to go to the Eagles, but let me just go check out, oh, I don't know, their biggest rival, their most hated rival. Let me just go no check it out. Like that's a, poss- that's a possibility. Yeah. It that is I a possibility. At least, let me at least kick the tires, see what's going the reality, on here. This is two of the best teams in the league. Yeah. When I mean, you're talking about the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, based upon what's going on right now, these are two of the best teams. So it makes sense that you would go see two those two teams. But if you go to one and they don't talk to you about many money, 
and money's a big part of your decision. But that's what I'm saying. Money is a big part of your decision, so you need leverage. You know, you need to be able to go to this team and go, hey, uh, I, you know, I really like what you guys are doing. I'd like to join you. But you would at least, again, that's why I want to see the numbers. You want to at least have something like, hey, also your biggest rival's real interested in me too. I mean, that does yeah. add a factor to it. I think that can be it. I mean, obviously, it's like with some guys going, gonna, hey, it's I, between the. I might. I, might I wouldn't to, do that personally. Yeah. I, so I can't speak for him, but I can say that he knows, and everybody around the league knows that Philadelphia is going to go after what they want. Yeah, that's that's what's one thing. That's well, and known. they both need linebacker help too. The right. other top team yeah. in the NFL right now is the San Francisco 49ers. They don't necessarily they don't need, need linebacker help. And, and even if he would get kicked out in the middle of the game, yeah, exactly. And even if he. They do have one get, it needs to get kicked out in the middle of the game. Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a new strategy right there. <laughs> yeah. And even if, even if he that was the case, I'm not saying it was, but that that he wanted to have some leverage. I'm not saying that even if that was, that doesn't make you a bad person or anything like that. That's business. That, that's yeah. a smart move if you yeah. did something like that. I don't think it, that you should look any differently on a player if they were to do something like that. It's business at the end of yeah. the day. I just I just think that you know there's a chance when you go to Dallas that you that you may leave the building. Without a contract, yeah. when you go to Philly, you're not leaving the building without yeah. a contract. You're just not. Yeah, it's, we just we we know that sitting here, players know that too. I'm a highly touted player. I'm somebody that everybody wants to have their hands on. I'm, I'm going to go to the, arguably one of the best teams in the league, and their defensive line is freaking amazing. Yeah, there's just something. I, I <laughs> like, you just, know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just about this year though with me either. It's like my entire time covering the team. How many times I've just been nauseated at the reports that come out about a player being available and how the Cowboys are one of the teams. Like, there'll be four teams, but then... <laughs> you did there'll, be, there'll be four teams, but then there's always, like, one where they'll be like, and then the Cowboys. And you know that they're not going to the Cowboys, but it's, like, always included in there. Yeah. Actually, it ties in with the college football playoffs. Yeah, Man, bit. the Cowboys would love it if, if they did this by a committee. Because yeah. how many years would they be real close? And they'd be like, no, 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 Cowboys are one of Got to come in. You got to come in. the Cowboys college. I mean, you just see the numbers that they put up, that, that, that Thursday night game, the most streams <laughs> that they've ever had. It yep. just came out. Yeah. This game this Sunday night is going to be mo- one of the it's most watched crazy. games. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, the Cowboys are just. I feel like, and I'm not. Please remove the Shaq Leonard thing from this. I'm not saying him for this instance, but I'm just saying the Cowboys are used as leverage. Yeah, it, it, no it happens every off season. It happens in season, and then especially in a, a heated divisional race like this. It's and let me also happen. say he's going to be very, very unbearable if Shaq Leonard gets on the field and is a beast. <laughs> We're not going to yeah. be able to deal with Isaiah. No, I, Isaiah. Told you, I told you. I told you. should let him up the building. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's just, that's, it just makes sense as a linebacker. Like, you think about some of the greatest linebackers in the game, they were playing behind really big defensive tackles. And if you want to roam free and if you're a run stopper, like, that's the biggest part of your game. How can I be most successful? Well, I can have some big boys in front of me that don't allow the offensive lineman to get up to me. That's how you're successful as a linebacker. And that's what they have. And so it made sense from that that regard. And then you add the aspect that those guys have been at the top of the league. They've been to the Super Bowl. These guys have a a highly competitive, aggressive general manager. It was just going to work that way if he left this building. The way that Philly got pressure on Brock Purdy early in that game this past weekend, it was so impressive, and it felt like Brock was just running for his life. Mm -hmm. And then somehow San Francisco (laughs) figured it out. And they started giving it to giving it to McCaffrey. So that greatest, opened things up. Greatest and, trade in history. Yep. Yeah. Debo Samuel Gosh. got the got the rock a couple different times. That opened th- some things up, and then they were able to kind of get around it. But man, yeah, uh, Shaq Leonard going to Philadelphia. I don't think it's a, a huge drop off. I really don't. I don't think this is a huge loss for the Cowboys. Just in the conversations across the building too uh, that we had after his meeting, I don't think they were that worried about him. And I'm 
I would honestly be willing to say that they're probably shocked Philly signed him. I, I, I legitimately think that's the case across the building. It's like, wow, Philly even wanted him? Yeah. I think that's probably in the in the mm. cards too. Anything else for news and notes? Yeah, not really. I mean, we were able to talk to coordinators yesterday and and Mike McCarthy. Just kind of quick hitters. There doesn't seem to be any major injury concerns coming out of the three games in twelve days. So that's that's obviously a huge huge deal when you can escape that and uh, be able to come out on the other side healthy. Uh, still some um, uh, figuring out that they have to do with Peyton Hendershot. Um, uh, Mike McCarthy said that there would be an update on Wednesday about that. So tomorrow we'll probably have more on if Hendershot will be activated off the IR or if he'll stay on for the rest of the season curious if your guys opinion there though so with Hendershot specifically yeah it, is he healthy that's my number one thing he's at least from what we've seen in practice yeah. he looks healthy he looks ready to go I don't think that's yeah. the concern I think it's more so roster management at this point that's tough because the the one guy that I think you would take off of that spot would be maybe Sean McEwen yeah and McEwen and I've been very critical of him throughout the last couple of years especially whenever we're watching games live and things like that and maybe not on the air or anything but I don't think he's a very good blocker and he's supposed to be a blocking tight end he's been good the last couple weeks I gotta give him credit he's been really good when going back and watching the film I think he's done a better job of opening things up uh, especially on the outside whenever they're pulling and they're they're kind of rolling with those zone blocking schemes he's able to help that out significantly if McEwen is playing like that consistently as the year goes on I don't mind putting Peyton Hendershot on the IR for the rest of the season if we're going to see some ups and downs from McEwen give me Hendershot let's roll yeah but that's an interesting conversation so did Fant get moved up last week from practice he got elevated from the practice squad I saw him in pregame I was like hmm and John Fossil was very complimentary of him yesterday, actually, and, and what he was able to do on special teams. They weren't able to do much because it was no punts and every kickoff was a touchback, but he, he said well, he, a, he's he, a, he looked good. No punts. He's a that's big true. physical dude that's going to give you high effort. I mean, yeah, that's what sure. special teams is all about, right? So, I mean, that makes sense. <clears throat> that makes sense. But I was curious. I was, yeah, seeing him in tight end warm-ups. I was like, oh, I had a little question mark. But um, in terms of Hendershot, <clears throat> I think he could be a resource. I don't know where his head's at. I think that's what it comes down to for Hendershot. Um, when he when his head's in the right space, I think he's a heck of an asset. I think he's shown that in practice, things that we've seen in training camp. When he's in his own head, he's he's a he's a, a freaking snapshot of what he truly can be. Like so, in training camp, like in training we talked camp. about it yeah. significantly. Exactly. So I don't I don't know where he's at. So yeah. <clears throat> if he's a healthy Hendershot who has his mind ready to rock and roll, I think he could be one heck of an asset. He's confident. He he can't be guarded as a at the receiving side of things in terms of tight end. Blocking wise, you'll definitely take a hit. But you know what you would gain in the receiving game might be something that that could help your team out. But it's all dependent on him. Yeah, it's tough for me to disagree with any of that. I uh, I thought he was going to be a, a, a pretty big part of this team this year, but where things are trending now, I, I just don't I don't see that happening. But yeah, I didn't even think about it from that that perspective. That is a good point. Yeah, maybe it is a good way for him to reset and get ready and go into another year worth of of training off season things like that. Kind of clear your mind and then get after it again in training camp. But yeah, that one that one's interesting with Peyton Hendershot because Jake Ferguson continues to step up. Luke Schoonmaker's been blocking better. McEwen's been blocking better. You you elevated Noah Fant, who could help you out with special teams. Princeton Fant. Princeton Fant, sorry, not Noah Fant. Uh, Noah Fant <laughs> I do the same was on the side. Seattle side of things uh last week. But yeah, there's yeah. there's ways there that I think you can you can utilize Hendershot, but if you're going to take a roster spot away. It's going to be taken away from the tight end room. You're not going to take it from anywhere else nope. on this team. Yeah, and I think an interesting caveat to all of this too is, you know, you have a very young 
an exciting prospect in John Stevens that will be ready next year. Yeah. How much of Hendershot do you want to see before then? Do you want to see, you know, it's the same type of tight end it's as well. Really it's a point. receiving tight end. You know, how much of Hendershot do you want to see on the field before Stevens is back healthy and being able to play? And I'll tell you, I, I've been seeing Stevens more and more around the facility recently. He's starting to look good, and he, he's stayed in the weight room too. I'm really excited to see him at I camp I always next see him year. on the jugs machine. Yeah, super excited to see him at yeah. camp next year. He's going to be a fun one. Even whenever he got hurt? One of the first weeks after yeah. he got hurt, this dude, yeah, before he even had his yeah. surgery, he yeah. was out there. On he the was jugs on the machine. jugs machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really impressed. Big with jugs guy? John Stevens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you have where you one of these guys that have like your own at home? I've seen how they. You know what? It's funny that you're actually saying that because I'm actually in the middle right now of, of emailing a company in Europe about ordering about a soccer jugs? version of the jugs machine for my kids. <laughs> yeah, love okay. the jugs machine. <laughs> Big jugs guy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You know right. what? You, you know what? <laughs> We're chilling. Never mind. We'll leave that alone. Yeah, yeah. You should probably should. <laughs> I, 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 probably should. One of the reasons I brought it up though is because I've, I've heard of guys buying them and having them at their at yeah. Their so house. there's a there's a company who do, you, who do you have loading that thing? There's a company called Monarch, <laughs> right? So there's a company called Monarch that actually is a high tech version of a jugs machine, and you don't need anybody to operate it. Okay. You put the balls. Oh. You put six balls in. And it's like programmed, and you can literally sh- shoot all six of them okay. out by yourself. All right. Thank goodness. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I like it. We, we appreciate you. <laughs> You good with news and notes? Yeah. You're done? That's one way to knock it out. All right. When we come back, we're taking your calls. 888-855-2297. 888-855-2297. Give us a text at 817-290-3298. We'll be back with more Talking Cowboys right after this. Talking jugs. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at BankofAmerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from our next caller would you dear doctor my friend supported me during a tough time but what's the right gift that says thanks for being a shoulder to cry on okay this one's easy i say give her a delicious dr pepper nothing says thanks girl better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This segment of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Give us a call, 888-855-2297. Or you can hit us up on the podcast text line, 817 290 Three, two, nine, eight. All right, let's see if we can find some questions. Let's see. This is from the 832. Because the Niners ran so well over the Eagles, running should not only be the plan, but it should be a priority. Very seldom will a good team allow the same thing to happen to them next week. How can you be creative in the run game? Isaiah, I'll let you start with that one out. Okay, so running the ball against a big physical defensive front is a good game plan if you have the guys that can move those big physical guys off the line of scrimmage. And I'm not saying that Dallas can't, but you hit, there's an attitude that goes with the San Francisco 49ers running game. Like the San Francisco 49ers beat up the Eagles the same way the 49ers beat up the Cowboys. That's, it doesn't yeah. sound good, but that's the truth. It, it is. Yeah. Real, so, real quick on that. Do you, do you see any other team – because I don't feel like there's another team that does that. That physical? Like, no. Yeah, on the Niners level. No. Like, is there another team in the AFC, anything that you think is even close to them? No. You're okay. talking about physicality? Physicality. Man, Seattle is super physical. That's a super physical defense. Yes. Specifically. Yes, very like, much their so. defense is. From the, mainly from the secondary, right? In the yeah. line, linebacker, the secondary, sure. right? San Francisco's physical, like, their their trenches just are you, just, yeah. just a beast, right? Mm-hmm. So, in terms of. Like, that's my style of play, like bully ball. Like, I love to be able to air it out and all those things, just like San Fran does, right? They like to air it out, get, you know, Brandon Ayuk the ball, get Debo the ball. But ultimately, they can always fall back on what? Handing that thing off the C-Mac and just moving you off the line of scrimmage. And And, Debo. Yeah, and Debo, right? But, like, that's what I envision for the Cowboys to be able to do. But it takes not only the personnel to do it, but it takes an attitude. And... One of the reasons why I've been so adamant about getting Tony Pollard touches and getting Rico Dowdle more touches earlier in the season is so that you can build that confidence in your offensive line and that they have that confidence within themselves that when they step to the line of scrimmage, there's no question marks around surrounding whether or not they can move anybody regardless of who's on the opposing side of the line of scrimmage. Like, you should have that mentality like the old Dallas Cowboys, right? Yeah. Back when you had DeMarco Murray and all them cats and, and Zeke and all everybody else that was in there. But you knew when we stepped to the line of scrimmage, we could run the ball against anybody. I don't, I don't think that this Dallas team at this point in time has that confidence, and you need that. And you have the personnel to do it, but it's an attitude that comes with it, and the attitude comes based upon your confidence. Is that something you can find over the course of a season, though? It is, but like you, now you're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Right, so like it's a little late, and now you're about to start facing the teams that you would have liked to have the confidence going into, with you know, in the running game with. Sure. Um, so that's why I've been so adamant about hey, like twelve touches for Tony Pollard. That's not a, that's not enough, you know. And now they've been creeping up toward, you know, now I think last game was twenty touches for yeah. him, but like you that is less not even it's less about Tony Pollard more about the offensive line mm-hmm. the offensive line their continuity and their ability to cut step to the line of scrimmage and just feel like hey we got some dogs up here you know you do 
you have some personnel. You have some guys up there with some attitude. T. Steele, Tyler Smith, Tyron, Zach. Like you got dudes up there. You know, even Tyler Biotis. Like they have the attitude, but they have to have the confidence together to be able to go out regardless of what front they're facing. Not just personnel, but the different types of fronts. When the shifts happen, when the linebackers shift over, like knowing that they're they're on one one accord to be able to go out there and execute their combo blocks and whatever else adjustments they have to make. You need that. The last thing you want to be doing is facing stiffer competition trying to wonder if you're going to be able to execute your assignment. I think the big difference between the last time that they played Philadelphia and now when it comes to that point, and you kind of mentioned it a little bit, is there's more chemistry on that mm-hmm. offensive line. With every game that they stack and they're able to stay healthy and be on the field the entire game, you can see that confidence Correct. building. And you can see it specifically in, in the protection game for Dak Prescott. But there's there's kind of fruits of that labor in the running game as well. Uh, I mean, you see it in the red zone, I think, more so than anything. I, we talked about early in the season with those big red zone struggles that they had. They're still around, but it's not as big as it was. And that's an attribute to Tony Pollard being able to find a little bit of running lanes. I, I think he's three straight games now with a rushing touchdown, and they're all yeah. coming in inside the red zone. The, the more confidence that those guys build up front, I think it's only going to help that running game succeed. <clears throat> and that's, that's that's the reason I would say I mean, there's there should be some confidence going into this game for the running game because of what you've been able to stack in recent mm-hmm. weeks, um, how that offense looked against Philadelphia without the running game. If you can add that piece, then maybe that's the difference between 28-23 and 31-23, or who knows. You know, So uh, I I think if they're able to put that together, then it might be a different result. An offensive line is not the sexy position, and it gets lost in the conversation so often. But I do find it interesting how tied as the three favorites right now for MVP are Dak, Hertz, and Purdy. And all of their play is tied to they have to have good offensive line play in front of them. And you've seen, I can't say as much that I've watched Purdy as much as I have with Jalen and Dak. Mm -hmm. But you can just tell, like, like when Jalen doesn't have Lane Johnson, like it's just a different thing. And obviously when Dak has had so many times over these last few years, we're just rotating offensive line. I don't think it's a coincidence that some of his best ball that he's, if not his best ball is being played right now when he has had to his point, a lot of the kind of his best like five that. up yeah. front. See, and I still don't think that you've seen the best Dak. Yeah. As good as Dak is playing, I still think that he needs That's exciting. a solid running game to be able to be the true him. Now, yeah. that's not to say to be uh, an effective version of Dak, which he has been, but I still think if you get this running game like going to the point where you're like, man, I don't care what y'all do. Y'all can put eight in the box. Like We're coming downhill. It's the, the final infinity stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> the final thing, and then you, you need got that. the gauntlet. That's you're it. ready to roll. I will say in that first half against Seattle, they were running under center so much. Yeah, they like, were. Considerably yeah. more than they had it. the entire season. I said that on the broadcast. It. I do. So like, <laughs> he's, under, he's under center again. And, yeah. and I, hate, I hate I went back and looked at it. Back, you know? Okay. Dallas actually runs the second you like most the physical running style. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to have two conversations <laughs> rolling, but two, <laughs> two. Uh, they're they're second in the NFL in terms of under center snaps, which I found surprising. Yeah. The fact that they rank that high, they run under center thirty five percent of the time, which shocks me. It felt like but sixty. It, was, it in felt that first more. Half. You're right. Yeah. It felt more like above fifty percent at first. And half. the reason we bring that up is because that's able to integrate so much more play action and allow Dak to be able to work at, the, at what he does best. Yep. Uh, but I, I think it came probably late second quarter. They were like, hey, we're not really threatened by this running game, so we're going to go ahead and let you do your play action <laughs> if you want to. And it ended up working out for them. They ended up coming back in shotgun in the second half, and it worked out great for them. But I, I thought it was really interesting that they were able to not only do both of those things and, and, and do them well, but you know succeed in the long term with it and use it as much as they did. Great question from the 832. <clears throat> All right, let's go to New York, where Mike is our first caller today on a Philly Week version of Talking Cowboys. Mike, what's on your mind? 
What's going on, guys? Uh, my biggest key to the Cowboy and Eagle game is penalties. We we have to be way more disciplined, way more disciplined. And, Hosea, I got something to say. I know you're going to pick the Eagles on Friday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> them you out. don't know what I'm going to pick. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Eagles. I know you're going to go into against Dallas. You're going to pick the Eagles. Hey, you don't know what I'm going to pick. But you know what? I'm glad that you're finally on board in terms of the penalties because that is something that I've been talking about for a long time that has been getting overlooked by the Dallas Cowboys nation because of the blowouts. Right? When you went on that run of three, four games, blowing teams out, Like the one thing that nobody was paying attention to was that seven, eight, nine penalties, 100-plus yards penalties. Like Nobody cared about it. Right, but now it's a conversation because now it affects. All right, thanks for the call, Doug. Now it affects everything. Like penalties can literally disrupt everything that you're doing. Everything on momentum drives, so defensive stops. I'm interested in all your guys' take on this. What do you think the percentage is on that being on players versus and coaching? Because I I can't say that's 100 percent coaching, or I think it's more coaching than it is players. But why do you think that the penalty? Why do you think that? I think there's a mindset that comes with it. Yes. I think that sometimes. You're talking about like, like what's tolerated? Yes. Okay. Yes. And discipline's discipline at the end of the day. Yes. You know, I, I, think, it's, I think it's more player-based, but I, I think too. there is emphasis that you can make during the week in yes. coaching. But I, at the end of the day, it comes, it comes down to what's going on in here. Yeah. And that's, that's player. I agree. I agree with that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. That's exactly. I mean, I come from an era where there were like real consequences. I can't speak to what consequences are going on in this particular locker room, but you make an error like you're sitting down. Like it's so naked. old head of you. Why are you saying, I don't know about these days? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's true, man. <laughs> like, it, like it was so long Dude, ago. It like was. Wore like 11 I retired 10 years ago. Like, ball was different 10 years ago. It was. It was You're completely different. Right. You know, like, um, I mean, you hear Tom Brady talking I'm about it. He just shut it down. Yeah. Tom Brady uh, starts talking about Ronnie Lott. He retired in like '95. Never yeah. came close to playing with Tom Brady. But yeah, no, throw it back, man. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna hear. We're gonna. I just can't wait. We're gonna hear LeBron like 10, 15 years from now. Man, when I played, it was just so physical and everything oh, like that. And everyone's gonna be like, "What? What right, are you sorry, talking about?" Sorry, LeBron. I cut you off. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, no, you're fine. Go ahead. You're fine. I don't even know what I'm saying about the penalties. You're talking uh, about penalties and yeah. how it can disrupt your. Yeah, no, it, it's it's something that has to be addressed. <laughs> It really has to be addressed, and I'm not sure what the consequences or repercussions have to be from the coaching staff to make sure that that is an emphasis uh, uh, and the importance uh, on this team, but it has to be corrected because it's going to kill you. It killed you in playoffs. And, right? and that's what I'm saying. It's not just a one-year thing. This, has this been is going reoccurring. On. I mean, you yeah. go back to fans throwing stuff at, at the refs after the Niners game a couple years ago. I mean, this yep. is not a, oh, yeah. this is an issue for 2023. Well, they led this the NFL in issue. penalties in 2021. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, and now they're, they're at the top of the league again. Second in the second, league. Second behind league. Seattle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, like, it, it, has to, it has to stop. It was a battle for the first so, place. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to destroy. You might be in a game neck and neck with the Philadelphia Eagles or maybe even, you know, in, against Detroit or Miami or whatever else is going to come down, this, down the road here pretty soon. And there's going to be a penalty that's going to literally just halt your drive. It's going to either bump you out of field goal position or it's going to extend the drive of the opposing offense. It's going to put them in position to score points. Like, there's going to be something, if it continues this way, that's going to kill you. It's interesting, though, because when you mentioned about the leading in penalties, and we have the perfect person to bring this up with here. I want to say the year that the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, they might have led the league in penalties. 2017. And so I wonder if that might be – it's fine – like if it's some stuff on the back end of the defense mm-hmm. as opposed to like the pre-snap stuff that you just yeah. cannot have. But but there was a physical style that that Seahawks defense played with that led to a lot of penalties yeah. that I think a lot of people talk about how they were so physical on the back end where it would be like, yeah, you're going to throw some flags, but you're not going to flag us at Everyone. all. This is our play style. Yeah. 
So, but you don't see that with this with this cow. You think that they, that they can improve yeah, in we, those areas. It doesn't have to be part of the they, 2014 when they won the Super Bowl, they did lead the league in penalties. Yeah. So that that was the case. They also led it in 2017. That's why I said 2017 initially. I don't know why. I thought they I won the Philly Super Bowl that year. That was the yeah, that was the year Philly won it. Uh, wait, Philly, Philly was wait. top 10 in that as well. So Philadelphia they won the Super Bowl that year even though their quarterback got hurt. They mm-hmm. still let them play, and they won with their back. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I'm going right. to just throw it out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, the committee would not have put them in if that if that was like now. But anyway, The sorry. NFL committee. Apologize. But, yeah, but you don't it's see fast. that with, like, this team. On, uh, uh, I think the only way that you overcome, like, a, a vast number of penalties, penalties is by having turnovers. If you can create the turnovers, that's the only way that you can literally overshadow you know what I'm saying, and and submerge what's happened in terms of the negative aspect of penalties. I'll give you another one just getting off the field, and I, I think that really hurt yeah. them in this last game. I think it was 9 for 14. Uh, Seattle was on third mm-hmm. down. Like if, if you can pair penalties with, okay, here's a 15-yard penalty they just gave up, tough, okay, just get them off the field, you know, and they are not they weren't able to do that mm-hmm. against Seattle, and that's what really started to stack that confidence yeah. for that Seattle offense. And then, yeah, it was just a one turnover, and it didn't end up yeah. meaning anything. So, But, I mean, you think about it on the flip side from that last, game Dallas might have been in some real trouble had it not been for Seattle penalties yes mm-hmm. Dallas would have yeah. their back against the wall and it was not looking good Seattle and, negated and, Dallas's penalty struggles because of their because own their own penalties, penalties. yeah so it had some of those penalties not being called against Seattle I'm not sure we're sitting here talking about a victory yeah for you don't say so I mean that's just on both sides of the you know that happens for either team for me, I, I want a team that is middle of the road when it comes to penalties in the league because that shows that you're being physical, but you're also being a little bit diligent and disciplined. Mm-hmm. Looking at the teams right now that are not penalized or penalized the least in the NFL right now, you got the Raiders, Vikings, Bengals, Jaguars, Chargers, Commanders. Like, sure, there's a couple of playoff teams in there, but like, there, there's there's a severe gap there. Of Correct. course, um, you want you want the Baltimore, New, New Orleans, Kansas City. That's like 15 through 18. Niners are in there as well. You want that physicality you want a little bit of uh, of balance there but that balance is being yeah. right now <laughs> you gotta you gotta line up on sides you just you want to you want to limit the amount of negative plays you know because what happens is the most frustrating the most yeah i mean the, the the one of the most frustrating things about football is if you go out there and have a major play and you look back and you see a flag it's yeah. like Come on, man. Especially if it's an unneeded penalty. Yeah, like there's a backside play. Lined or, up. Or, or a lineup. Yeah. You know, something that doesn't affect the yeah. play at all. You know, pre-snap penalties. Like those things are or a holding that just just let him go. You know, just those things just destroy you. So I would – I really hope – I mean, I know the coaching staff is addressing these things. I'm not, I don't need to hope, but it needs to be addressed in a way that resonates. really – Yeah, resonates with players so that they are just like, all right, all right, I'm, I'm pulling off. You know, whether that's not guys, hey, you're losing snaps because of it or you, yeah. you're going to be running lines or whatever it might be, you know, it, just, it has to hit home. It has to be it has to be more important to these guys to not hurt their team because it's, it, that's what it does. It hurts your team. Let's take our second break. When we come back, we've got two calls we want to get to, and then we'll wrap things up here on Talking Cowboys. It is a Talking Tuesday on Philly Week. We'll be back right after this. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. 
As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, Black Rifle Coffee Company bringing you Talking Cowboys here on this Talking Tuesday. Let's check in with Dan in Florida. You're on Talking Cowboys. What's going on, Dan? Hey, guys. How are you? Doing great. What's on your Uh, mind? First and foremost, Kyle, congrats um, on the triplets. (laughs) Thank Uh, you. Hey, uh, you know. (laughs) Send diapers. uh, Unfortunately unfortunately for me, uh, Isaiah and Nick stole some of my thunder, but I wanted to talk about the O-line. And I want a shout-out to Mike McCarthy for what he's doing with Tyrone Mm. on on, uh, Thursdays. But, I don't know if you guys saw this one play. It was the, the touchdown pass to Ferguson. Uh, Tyler's covered. Tyrone is covered. And there's a delayed blitz in the B-gap. And Tyler, or Tyrone rather, punches the D-end to the outside. He slides back inside. And it wasn't like a two-foot slide either. It was, you know, a, you know, a couple of yards slide. And he keeps the guy off that. And basically knocks him into the di- into daylight to the to the right. Okay, yeah. um, that's what I would have said that, too. That was that was a little bit of attitude, and to to what Isaiah was saying, I, I think they're really really developing it up front. Um, and I think you know I think it comes from Martin and from Tyrone and Tyler. Now Tyler's a beast. Um, the other thing I just wanted to throw out, and I fully expect to get beaten up by Isaiah on this one, <laughs> and that is, um, you know, we still have red zone issues, okay? Uh, and I'm a, I, I get really frustrated when we're in shotgun on the two-yard line, three-yard line, okay? Uh, I know you mentioned, uh, Kyle, we get under center a lot. Yeah. But I'm going to throw this out. I'm going to throw this out, and, and two options. Uh, one of them is from the Kellen Moore book, maybe, and that is why don't we put Mozzie Smith there leading a uh, a guy like uh, Rico Dowdle into the end zone, you know, just up the middle. Or another one where I'm going to get beaten up on, uh, we got a beast back there in uh, Parsons. who used to be a fullback in high school. Um, 
or you know something has to happen down there. You don't want to get into a tight game and you can't score. And that's what happened to Philly the other day. Okay, if they score on one of those first two possessions, maybe the you know maybe that game changes. Um, and the last thing we beat Philly to me is the hardest game. The rest of the way is Buffalo, and that's because of the weather. I'll hang up, guys. You be well. Thank Thanks, you, Dan. Dan. Appreciate the call as always. Appreciate it, Dan. So a couple of things there. So I'm not going to beat you up. I am uh, also a fan of being under center. Uh, that's just, I guess, the generation that I came from. I yeah. like under center. I hate it as well when you get down there on the two-yard line and you go five yards back just to get the ball. It, I will say, Isaiah, every time that it's a short yardage situation, one or two yards, and they go into the shotgun, he's why are we in the shotgun? It drives yeah, me crazy. Yeah. It drives me crazy. So. In terms of, I don't think it's that bad. It, oh, it's crazy. You get a full head of steam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven yards back. They do too. Uh, <laughs> so the thing, I, okay, in terms of options, in terms of being physical, physical, I think the options that the Dallas Cowboys would have in terms of fullbacks, I wouldn't put Mozzie back there. I think option number one is going to be Hunter Lipke. Okay, yep. option number two for me, <laughs> option number two for me is Sam Williams. Uh, and option like and option number three for me is Princeton Fant if he's if he's yeah. elevated. I like that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So those are my options. Um, I would honestly put Princeton Fant first, but most likely he's not going to be elevated. I think he's the most physical out of all those guys I just mentioned. If you yeah. were to come downhill in one direction, I would not want to get in his way. I don't think the coaching staff, just from things I've heard and conversations that I've had with people in the building, uh, I don't think they want to risk Micah Parsons no. getting hurt in that situation. No. So that's the biggest reason why you haven't seen him there. And also, Micah doesn't have any interest in being a lead fullback. He, he, wants the he ball. would want the ball. <laughs> and I don't know that they're as comfortable with his ball security as, as probably he is. So that's just the, the one thing there on him. I, I am such a huge fan of uh, – throwing big guys uh, up there in the jumbo set, especially mm-hmm. defensive guys. Mm-hmm. Texas did it in the Big 12 championship and threw a touchdown to Tavondre Sweat. And it's like, uh, yeah, I love that. But, mm-hmm. again, the injury risk, A, there's yeah. a lot more money involved on this level. And then, B, you also have the personnel to be able to fit that in on Correct. the offensive side. So, To, to the uh, caller's point, though, I will say, I mean, Mike McCarthy is a guy that uh, that used B.J. Raji in that role, uh, a defensive tackle when he was yeah. with Green Bay. So. The Dallas currently ranks 17th in the NFL in terms of red zone percentage. So right dead middle of the water, right where, uh, not where they have been in the past, but certainly somewhere where they can improve. All right, final caller, David in Pennsylvania. You're on Talking Cowboys. It's Philly week. You're up in Pennsylvania. What's going on? Uh, it's rough. Got to tread lightly around. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that at least you were on the right side of things and you weren't just trying to call in to troll. So thank goodness you're doing the Lord's work. Are you there. using an alias right now? <laughs> Pardon me? Are you using an alias right now? No, no. But I'll tell you what, I did go to a Philly game uh, a couple years back and I borrowed my friend's Philadelphia sweatshirt to wear over my T-shirt and the whole game, I didn't get harassed. These girls were sitting in front of me celebrating, and I'd play along celebrating with this Eagles accomplishment. But we were winning so much, I told my buddy, we got a long drive home. we got to get out of here. And before we left, the girl turned around to celebrate, and I pulled up my sweatshirt. I said, sorry, can't do it. I'm a cowboy. Oh, yes, yeah. you're insurgent. I love it. He's an insurgent. <laughs> I love your dedication. I'm, I'm glad you you revealed it because I don't know if a whole lot of Cowboys fans would do what you did in the first place and wear the disguise. But then once you were behind enemy lines, you built that trust up and you tore them down. That was phenomenal. Mystery, man, I like it. That's fantastic. I love it. That's funny. Very nice. Anyhow, I, I took my my second wife, who's now 
now my ex-wife. She was a Redskins fan. I took her down to Dallas for a game, and um, the worst thing that was said to her was, you could have worn something different. I mean, the hospitality in Dallas was just over the top. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, what she n- got to get it. What She's number are you it. on right now, if you mind me asking? <laughs> Three. Yes. I love it. And she's a cowboy fan. Let's oh, go. Right. Winner, go. winner, chicken go. dinner. This is the year they get it done, man. Okay, uh, I, don't need to, I, don't, I don't really have a question. I want to talk much football. I just want to put one comment in there that somebody can get a word to Dak, not to chew his fingernails on the sidelines. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see that, what I can do. That don't look too good. <laughs> don't, you don't like it? Why not? Hey, it looks like he's nervous. Uh, mm. Body language, okay. Maybe it's just personal grooming. That's all it is. He just wants, yeah, oh, it probably geez. is. I chewed mine for years. Now yeah. I'm in my 60s. I, I don't have to chew it. Was that your first and your second marriage? <laughs> <laughs> he was chewing them a lot in the first one. Chewing them a lot in the first one. And... Hey, I, I love your guys' show. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you, you Dave, for the call. That's awesome. Yeah, keep doing the Lord's work up in Pennsylvania. Oh, good funny. way. I've seen, it. I've seen an Eagle security guard have like a cow boy shirt underneath his shirt. You think so? No, I, yeah, I've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. I've also seen Eagles security guards on the field <laughs> by the tunnel sit there, and, and when fans are yelling stuff to the Cowboys running out, like in pregame warm-ups, like them yelling back to the fans, yeah, good, good, get in their head, get in their head. Oh, wow. I'm just like, yeah. what are we doing you ever here? Seen <laughs> you ever seen Eagles security push players try and grab Ooh. face masks? Ooh. Huh, interesting. Mm. Yeah. Huh, interesting. What so happens to him? That's the new strategy. I love that it. is the new strategy. Honestly, I'm, I am completely. Okay what is the with NFL that. going to do about that? Because if that Nothing, they don't they, they can't don't, do anything about that, then that's the new strategy. No, no, they're going to they they're going to try. And that's the new strategy. They'll come down like real hard. And if it, it happens again, they'll like it'll be some some draft major penalty or something. or something. What like stops that? you from telling all your staff right like, when somebody comes over there antagonize them? Right. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with that? As long as no one gets hurt, like I'm not saying like get a full on fight. But you don't want the player to get thrown out then. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. just gonna say because yeah, yeah, that you was would the problem. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, right that now. was soft. I don't think oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think if you don't, if they don't punish him, then that's the new strategy for every team. Yeah, yeah. I think they're gonna punish him. They though. have to. Yeah, yeah they're gonna. They're gonna punish him. He's gonna be. A, he's gonna be an example. <laughs> hey, hey, push their one of their best players. Let's get him ejected. We'll take care of you in the locker room, buddy. All right, that does we it got for a us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Talking Cowboys here on this Tuesday. When we come back tomorrow, we're going to hit some national storylines and we're going to preview the Cowboys' defensive matchup against Philadelphia. They've got their hands full again because of these weapons, Jalen Hurts and company. And then uh, Thursday, we'll have QB Vision. We'll talk about the jug machine and get everything rolling in the right direction uh, on Thursday as well. But for Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?